0: Paul, it is draft time how are, how are things going you ready to start this draft tomorrow
1: long, long at last we're here looking forward to it
0: so you did your when do most of your uh dynasty leagues draft do you most do august or do most do may right after the uh nfl draft
1: may and june i think are most of them I kind of like this one's so late because there's so many of these guys some of them might come up today that have moved considerably up and down from may just based on all the training camp reports and things like that so it's it's kind of a nice wrinkle to have it this late
0: absolutely and so what we're going to do today is we're going to hit on we're going to mock draft the first round more so just focused on some of the rookies uh talk a little bit about what they're uh where they're going in redraft leagues where they've been going in dynasty startups and hopefully uh yeah, just get some excitement going for the draft tomorrow. Um before we dive in, you went to the I want to ask about the Minnesota you went to the Minnesota Pro Am tomorrow, how was or yesterday? What first off, like what is it? What's that like? Fun atmosphere, who'd you see play? How'd that work?
1: Yeah, it was really cool. So it was three games. There's six teams in it. Every team has a pro like a pro you would sort of know, I guess. And then just tons of dudes you remember from college that most of them have minnesota ties but a few of them don't um and then just like, like most of them play in europe or like there's like weird amount of guys that played in china i thought but really cool it's like a free event so it's just packed you're in a high school gym just super packed in there's kids running around and everything it's just kind of a cool like community thing do I mean, so are they? Are
0: guys? Do you feel like trying to win the pro am, or is it more kind of just like you're watching a pickup game, but you're just watching a really damn good pickup game? Or what's that it, like?
1: It's common. It depends on the game. So the team that the best team in it so far, <clears throat> from what I watched, was Tyus Jones as his team. It's so like Trey didn't even play. Trey was just sitting there cheering on the on the bench. But they have like Daniel Tour, who was just absolutely dominant. Um, they have, I forget his, I think his first name is Luke. Luke Haas. If you, you remember if you saw him, he played at Purdue yeah. like three years ago. He's seven foot two. So imagine him on a high school court. It's problematic. Um, <laughs> Anthony Tucker, who was really good at Iowa a few years ago, he plays in Taiwan. I think he was dominant. So they had just a really good team, but the team that they were playing against was one of the worst teams. So they had like Winston McKinney, who you might know, put at Colorado. He's in the Wolves G League right now. Kay. Um, and a few guys like that, including they have this kid that just graduated from Columbia Heights. He's 18. He hasn't signed anywhere yet, but this kid was going all out. And so, what the thing that'll happen is when a pro has it, it's like with David David Roddy has the ball or Tyus has the ball, the level of defense goes through the roof because everyone, especially when Tyus has it, like every single guy there wanted to. Take they're Ty's trying to show him up. Yeah, so they're it just to get on Instagram. So there's a lot of that stuff, but they do try. But once it, most of the games kind of got to a blowout perspective, and then it's just like guys just trying shit
0: yeah okay that'd be pretty cool i didn't know it was free uh what high school were they at yesterday
1: Mini Haha academy i would say it's similar to like an all-star game yeah yeah where there's there's cool like one-on-one things but there's there's a little bit more pick and roll i guess because there's a ton of pick and roll especially like a tour. i think ty has probably had like 20 assists he just ran pick and roll all day and they would just collapse on him because everyone wants to steal the ball from him and he was just threading passes perfectly but a little bit more intense than an all-star game i would say
0: sweet uh, I just yeah I know you uh, you sent me a snap that you were there, so I just wanted to um, kind of get how that was going. So all right, uh, let's move from basketball to football and um, training camps have started. We are how many I think four weeks away from the opening kind of that Thursday night. Is it four weeks from this Thursday maybe I would say?
1: Yeah, I think it's like 28 days or something like that.
0: Yeah. all right. And so uh, it is fast approaching. Uh, let's hit on some of the rookies we'll do we'll do first round but then even before the second maybe after the first round we'll just hit on some of the best remaining available quick so if you're not picking in the first round you maybe get a sense of who uh, some of the other rookies are that have been rising or falling uh, et cetera and uh get us started uh, Paul'll let you uh, pick the odd numbers i'll take or no I'm gonna take the odd numbers you take the even numbers and so who am I picking yeah. for first who <laughs> first no. uh, in the graph for us. one
1: yeah one one is thick.
2: So, FIC won our consolation tournament, um, which will continue.
0: That was a vote that did not pass. How did you vote on that one? Did you vote for it to pass or not pass?
1: I voted to get rid of it.
0: Okay. So, you wanted to get rid of it. I voted no.
2: I like it. I, the only thing I tweaked is maybe getting rid of the second place, getting uh, second pick. But uh, FIC won it, and it will continue after this year. And so um, – I think this is a no brainer, and it's not necessarily based on what Fick needs. Fick has a couple of good running backs uh, already. He traded for uh, Derrick Henry uh, and a first round pick last year. He had to go to Nick Chubb for that. Um, and he also has as his RB2, which is RB2 off the. Uh, he
1: has um, Zeke and Kamar, right? Yeah.
2: Yep. Uh, so it's Henry and Zeke. It's Henry and Zeke.
1: Henry and Zeke. And so, That's, it. That's
2: it. Yeah. And so I just gave him Zeke for uh, Tony. So his running backs are pretty solid, but they also are older. And so I think that fit, fits, uh, fits nicely. He'll take Brees Hall at 1 1. And I I don't think there's any even debate on this, is there?
1: Zero, 0 Zero. It's been in every single draft I'm in. Um, perspective on like, I just completed a startup draft, which yep, yep. the settings are pretty similar to ours. It's a little bit different. Um, but Brees Hall went 3 2. So like right away on the, in the third round. Um the next rookie, Drake London, went five two so he's getting drafted two full rounds ahead of him in dynasty startups. where is he with you doing all your all your drafts for yeah. where where does he position in that?
2: So for redraft only uh he goes right in the middle of the fourth round. he goes okay. around like actually guys like Zeke, David Montgomery um cam Akers is kind of the tier. But a lot of the stuff I listen to say he's, like, you he should be smashed. Like, he's the no-brainer there. He should probably, honestly, be a second or third-round pick just because uh, draft capital, uh, college production, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I think he's definitely a tier on his own. And I think it fits nicely for Fick's team, too. So, we'll go Brees Hall
1: 1-1. Yeah, good call. It doesn't seem like Fick is open to moving him. I've I made some some trade offers to him, and he's very – did, um, so in his position.
2: I think in our startup, this. So it sounds like where Brees is going in startups, kind of the around where Jonathan Taylor went. in Our startup, I feel like you got him right at the beginning of round three, unless you got him around two. Do you remember? I think
1: I, I think I got him round two. I can. Okay. Him. Give me so one I took him too far, so I took him about a round, a round ahead.
2: All right, got it. That makes sense. All right, uh, you are on the clock, or mock draft wise, you're on the clock. Yep.
1: So uh, the next next up yeah. is page and so it's interesting i think it's interesting context here that he has this pick and the next pick right which goes into thinking a, a little bit it's a really big draft for page because he got these three first round picks yeah. he might he might be getting watson back um he just made that trade um for tyler lockett otherwise he would have had four picks so he's starting to competence is starting to come up um so he would he needs more than anything right now as a running back. He has Dobbins, and after that, like there's not many guys on his roster that you would ever feel comfortable starting. Um He has both these two picks, so it doesn't the main thing is he has to get a running back here. Um, the two picks are probably pretty obvious, but I'm gonna go Ken Walker here for Seattle, especially with Carson retiring. He can plug him in right away, and he's got a pretty pretty good upside going forward. um and now he's got two pretty good young running backs to to start every week.
2: Yeah, so, totally agree. Like, my thing with is Patriots team so bad that you really need a running back or a receiver is just as, as poor. We've got a Godwin and Elijah Moore who are fine to plug in, but that's it then there, too. Uh, yeah. Maybe Paris Campbell does something. Um, are you a fan of Blocker? I guess that's what it comes down to.
1: I, I was. I was actually had a very similar trade um, when they made that trade. I was getting trade offers from, from Jet Bear on it. I, I liked that trade a lot. Um, I like Lockett. It's going to be tough with no quarterbacks, but I think he's still going to be pretty decent. He's a good starting player. And I don't think, I don't think pages team is quite as bad as it's been because he's going to be able to plug in all these picks this year. It's like playoffs is still probably going to be difficult, but especially if he has Watson down the stretch, he might be a little better than I think we all think he's got Gogwin coming back too. So I, I think I would just get the running back. And he, if you're page, you got all these picks this year you're looking at, and you Watson for sure next year is playing the whole season. You're really looking at next year, and with this pick, you feel pretty good that Walker's still going to be a contributor next year.
2: So I'm not a huge Walker guy, probably more so because of the situation, which in Dynasty probably shouldn't factor a ton. But, like, I think Seattle's going to be, like, bottom three team. They have Rashad Penny. Neither Penny nor Walker can pass for Tech really well right now, and so they say that DJ Dallas or Travis Horner is going to be the third down bat. And so in a PPR league, it's like so he's in a committee and a two down back that isn't going to catch a ton of passes on a bad team. Like you said, I guess maybe it pans out in the future, and that's what Paige is playing for anyway. But I just don't like Walker that much. In redraft, he's actually going after James Cook now. Where is he going? To, where do you go in
1: your startup? I was just like, so he's going five eight. So he's really close to London, who went five two. And I think the thing that's a good point about you—if he only has this pick, I take Drake London. But since he has the two, you know yeah. you're gonna get London. Cause you really what you're debating here is do you want Traylon Burks or Ken Walker? And with his roster and his setup, I'd rather have Ken Walker.
2: That's fair. So I'll take um so I'll take London then at pick one three from so Pazer picks back to back. And like you said, I think London's the no brainer. Walker's the one I could uh question or, or probably be in a conversation. But London, uh he went to Atlanta. He went top 10 in the draft. Um, they don't really have any other receiver with the Ridley suspension. Uh, so I guess they have Kyle Pitts who plays receiver, but that's tight in eligibility. Um, and so I think London is a, a smash here. Um, what do you think? Is that You already mentioned London. Yeah,
1: guy. yeah I like London a lot. Um, I think with the recent explosion of receivers with Jefferson and Chase the last couple of years – London's probably getting a little too much hype and overly optimistic because I think we want to just give someone that designation of this is going to be the guy that explodes. And he's got the opportunity and the skill set. He was just so good in college. I, I was I saw him last year play against Colorado. And granted, Colorado sucks, but it was just unbelievable. It's rare in college to see just one guy won the entire game, but they just couldn't do anything with him. And he can run more routes than I think his size. Cause when you see his size, you think like a Mike Williams where it's just pure athleticism and throw it out, but he can run slants and take it up the field. So he's, he can be extremely special. I think the thing that'll be interesting is just that situation that he's in. While there's a lot of uh, target opportunity, those targets are coming from Marcus Mariota and maybe Desmond Ritter, which is less than ideal. Yeah.
2: And, and the, the thing is in dynasty, what'll be nice is that they'll probably get a, I mean, next year's quarterback class is supposed to be good. Mm. The Falcons are bad. That's yeah. a change, hopefully for the better. Um, Yeah, I'm with you in London. He gets some Mike Evans comps, uh, which would be interesting. Um, Right now in redraft, he goes pretty early. Um, So he's going right around players like uh, Adam Thielen, kind of in the seventh round. So it's like Adam Thielen, it's Alan Lazard, it's Drake London. Uh, Hunter Renfro is kind of the tier he's in. But he's clearly the first rookie receiver taken. Um, And then there's a little bit of a teardrop after that.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point on the teardrop. It's perfect kind of segue to this. Those top three guys, for the most part, you've seen together. Earlier in the summer, you were seeing Burks go ahead of Walker a little bit, but with, the, with Carson retiring um, and the good pub that's coming out about Walker, it, it seems like he's kind of supplanted um, Burke at 1-3. So 1-4 is our next pickup here. It's McGill. He's got solid wide receivers and tight ends, and he's got really good – quarterbacks with fields and Stafford. So there's no reason to aggressively reach up, even though maybe the little, you're a little nervous about Stafford's arm thing, but I don't think you can entertain Pickett this early. Um, so he, ideally he would love to have a running back, but like we just talked about those two are gone. So if he's really feeling, uh, really feeling gnarly, he could think about cook here, but I think you just take the best receiver available, which would be Traylon Burks huge upside. He reminds me a lot of Alshon Jeffrey in both a good and bad way that. He could make all sorts of plays on the field, but he also might constantly have soft tissue uh, issues and be questionable every single week. Um, but I think you just take him, you add to that receiver room and just and go from there.
2: One of the things that um, I like the Burks pick, and actually I think what I've seen lately in uh, ADP and redraft is Burks is now moving up again now that his asthma concerns gone. And Walker's been getting actually – Walker's falling more. And so uh, Ken Walker, like I said, he's going after James Cook. He's kind of down around – he goes a little bit, just a little bit before even running backs like Isaiah Spiller and Rashad White in redrafts, uh, probably just because in one year those situations are better than the Seattle situation. But Burks is actually moving up now. Again, uh, like you said, he's got just, like, all the, like, physical tools, uh, big, strong – I mean, he, he honestly he probably – he looks a lot like A.J. Brown, which is probably why they drafted him. Would you agree yeah. with that, too? Yeah. Um, so just a lot of, like, can make plays after the catch. I think in college, he, one of the knocks is they threw him just a bunch of almost, like, quick slants, wide receiver screens, and he'd just take it and go. And so his, like, route tree wasn't, a, a, like, um, super diverse, I guess. But uh, he definitely has all the physical tools. Um, and so I I would push back and say, I'd put Burks in this. I'd put Walker down a tier. I think it's London and Hall in the top tier on their own, or, or one, two. And then I think tier three is pretty big. And I'd put Walker in the same tier with, like, and some of these other receivers. I put Cook potentially in that tier because uh, of the offense he's in. Um, but anyway, I like the pick. I I think wide receiver is probably a strength of McGill's though, like you said. So I would potentially – I wonder if he looks at – gives James Cook a hard look only because it's such a big hole there. Who are his running backs after CEH? Does he have anybody that's playing this year?
1: Uh, so Carson retired, Cohen yep. basically retired. Um, I'm like, no. He has the Jefferson kid from Detroit who's on a roster bubble, Patterson in Washington who's on a bubble, and Jones from New Orleans. So like truly all of those guys could get
2: truly cut. zero. That's all zeros.
1: Yeah. I mean it so might I be in his
2: best interest to potentially go even cook and then a running back like Spiller or Rashad White in the second round too, maybe.
1: He, yeah. I think that's point. He would be it would be interesting if anyone is super hot on Burks, if this would be a trade up situation. Maybe he trades down to one six or yeah. one eight or something like that, where he could get a running back without reaching. But if he if he likes cooks and you have that big of a roster you need, just go up and get your guy.
2: Definitely. Pick five, he's on the quad.
1: Uh, you are up with Housie.
2: All right. So Housey's got a nice uh he's got a nice roster, uh, especially um I think his running backs are solid now that Cam Akers is back, You has got Joe Mixon. Uh, and he does have two starting quarterbacks, I think, now at the Baker trade, but Baker I guess is still in the competition, they say, so um, you know, I think his biggest need is either maybe depth at quarterback or depth at receiver. Uh, he's got four receivers plugged in that are pretty good. Obviously, Debo, Claypool, he's got MBS. Um, but uh, on his bench, he doesn't have much there. So, I think it's picket or Receiver here, and I'm going to go Receiver just because I think it's a little safer. I don't know, one, if Pickett's playing this year, and two, I don't love his profile I guess. Yeah. So the receiver I'm gonna take here. I'll go with I'm gonna go Garrett Wilson. Um I like uh that he was younger than Olave at Ohio State and probably outproduced him at Ohio State uh or was close. Uh I like that he was drafted higher than Olave. Um, and so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance on Garrett Wilson here at one five. Uh what do you think of that?
1: I like that it's a good pick. Uh, for comparison, in that startup, they went five picks apart. Uh, Wilson went five picks ahead of Alave, um, just a few picks, three picks behind Burks. Um, so I was gonna all- ask
2: where Burks went, or round were all those guys in, and then who are some other like who are some other non rookies that went around there that are receivers?
1: Yeah, so Walker went five eight, um, exactly twelve picks later. Burks goes, and then Wilson six nine, Alave seven four. Um, where's another rookie? Then like Cook is eight three. Kick okay. it eight one. So they're all kinda of, they all start going. Who there.
2: um who are some other non rookie receivers that go around the Burks, Olave,
1: Wilson? Uh Devonta Smith, um did, did, did Hollywood Brown, Keenan Allen, Elijah Moore, Amon St. Brown, Darryl, Darnell Mooney, Gabe Davis, so that that kind of group.
2: Yep. Gotcha. Nice. Um in redrafts so on ball leagues, Traylon Burks, actually Garrett Wilson surprisingly out of all, he's pretty low in redraft. He goes down around like Tyler Boyd, Chase Claypool, um, in a tier that I'd say is around like the 11th round. Traylon mm-hmm. Burks has moved up to around the ninth round. He's going just after like Brandon Ayuk, um, right around Sky Moore. So actually taking Garrett Wilson it's here, awesome. uh, if this if you're we looking at a redraft league, he would actually go later. Sky Moore would be ahead of him. Um, Chris Olave is ahead of him in redraft right now. Um, but again, a lot of the stuff I listen to, they say Garrett Wilson is a kind of a no brainer pick uh, based on um, that he's, a, you know, like the stuff I talked about. Just he produced well in college. He's young. He was a top uh, and 10 pink as well. Uh, so I still like Garrett Wilson, but he actually uh, is ranked lower for upcoming just one year uh, rankings, the redraft rankings. Uh, which I find interesting. Yeah. But, you know. All right, you're on the clock now, and Jet Bear is up. Jet Bear has a ton of picks in this draft, and I think that's why he's trying to kind of uh, just make, you know, like the locket deal we talked about, uh, just try to attach picks and move up uh, just because seven picks can be tough to, you know, if you don't have the taxi squad spots so or you don't have guys you want to cut. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of picks. Oh, uh, this is one of them. He's picking at one six. What do you see with
1: his team? What do you like here? Yeah, so I really like his team from a dynasty perspective, especially with all of those picks. He's got – this is a that sweet spot where Pickett really starts to enter the conversation. But if you look at his team, he's got Lance who, like, his entire fantasy wagon is tied to. Like, he really needs Lance to be good. Um, and he's got Carr and Jones, so he doesn't really need a quarterback. If he's purely thinking of a trade asset, maybe he takes picket, but I'm guessing he doesn't. So then I think you just go best available with how the board had broke. As you kind of talked about last time, Olave and Wilson are kind of right with each other. I think you just go with whoever, how he doesn't take. So in this case, I would take Olave. Do you not have Sky Moore in their tier. I don't. So the, the especially from a dynasty perspective, I think it's really important not to get too excited about second round picks just cuz the financial commitment to these first round picks is so much higher. So if more struggles or there's issues, it's just so much easier to move on from them. And everyone like there's a reason more fell as far as he did. He's really undersized and while he's fast and people want him to be Tiger Kill, Tiger Kill is like a special special player. Um, so I don't think he's just going to fit in there. And there's also, the, it's a really crowded room there in, in Kansas city. So I don't think this, uh, this, that he's just going to emerge and be Tyree 2.0. He's got Juju there. He's got MVS there. They still love Hardman, even though he hasn't really done anything in a couple of years. And, you know, Kelsey's going to get a lot of, uh, targets. So I think Scummer definitely has potential, but I don't think you can take him over. People have taken him the first round.
2: They have him doing some debo stuff in training camp. You see that playing like backfield handoffs.
1: They have more doing that?
2: They have Sky doing that, yeah.
1: That concerns me because he's so small. Like the nice thing about Devo is he's huge. Like I'd be really worried about him yeah. getting much that many that much volume, but definitely makes him an interesting fantasy asset. Well
2: let's talk Alave because that's who you picked at one six for Travis. Are you a fan of Olave? Are you not sure on him? Wish you you, what's your take?
1: I like him. I, I can't distinguish those two very much. Um, I think they're about the, the two Ohio House day guys I think they're about the same. I think it's a good fit with him. Um, in New Orleans, I think a lot of people got really bummed about Jarvis Landry going there, but the, the Saints don't do a ton of downfield stuff, right? Like the thing that Michael Thomas always got dogged with in his career is that all he does is run slants. So now they got all these kind of underneath intermediate guys, but the two guys ahead of him have like significant injury concerns with Thomas and Landry. So I think he's going to play a lot. Um, if Jameis is back, Jameis is the way they were using Jameis last year is he's very much in a game manager kind of role. They've kind of taken the, the chuck it and pray. Mentality away from him, so I think he's going to be solid. And those two guys aren't—they're not young, right? So he's going to, especially in year two and three, I think his his role is going to continue to ascend.
2: very nice who's picking at? And I'm with Olave.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I think he. Tough to predict, but they got a, a better situation, especially if Kamara is avoids his suspension, which it looks like might now. Um, yeah, we're picking at one
1: seven. One seven is me so this is the trade that i made that sent russell wilson um to minor and i got in return i got this pick i got a second round pick next year and jared Goff so what are you gonna do with me here at 17
2: so uh, looking at your team um i think you need most probably if, if you're going just need based i'd say running backs probably the biggest Need um, just because you uh,
0: you got Elijah Mitchell. And Taylor's a dude; like he's fine. It's just that running back two spots probably your biggest weakness. Uh, Elijah Mitchell uh, fits fine, but there's not a lot of depth behind him. Sure. Um, however, so yeah, that's the biggest need. But I'd say my favorite player on the board could just be. Uh, but who I'm going to take for you? Uh, I'm going to take. I'll take James Cook here because I do. If you're trying to win it this year, that might be your only hole. Is behind Jonathan Taylor, a solid, you know, Damian Harris, uh, Elijah Mitchell. They're they're really good in non PPR leagues, but in PPR they kind of have to score a touchdown to get there for you because they don't really catch passes and James Cook is kind of the opposite of that. He might not be the starting back, but they have, the Bills have him working in the slot. He's a, a an electric pass catcher. I think he could be a really good PPR back. So I'll take James Cook here um for you. Uh how did I do breaking down your team?
1: Well, the audience is probably going to notice that you dropped off for a little bit there, but the parts where you were coming in, I think it was a fair criticism uh or a fair appraisal rather. Running back definitely think James Cook is a lot of he reminds me quite a bit of Cream Hunt, so it'd be interesting to add another Cream Hunt type guy on there. So I think he definitely he keeps moving up, and like the beginning of the summer, he was like one eleven, one twelve, and now he's like right in this zone. So I think this is definitely a fit. And of the remaining backs, I think there's a pretty big drop off, as he has the greatest uh, opportunity to play this year of those guys.
0: Absolutely, he right now in re- in redraft he's going pretty early. He goes around. He goes around guys like um, kind of just after like Devin Singletary, Kareem Hunt. Um, he goes around like Alexander Madison, kind of handcuffy guys uh, with with quite a bit of upside. Um, and so he goes right around the tenth round, I'd say, in redraft right now. Sure. Where did he go? You said he went eight two in your startup. Yep. Okay. Very nice. Uh, Page is back on the clock now. You're picking for him. He's taking Drake London, Kenneth Walker and he obviously still like you've uh, broke down, has some holes to fill. Who would you take at one eight? I think best available. Now you got the Sky Moores, Jahan Dotson's, um, you have, um, Kenny Pickett still available if you want to go quarterback. Yep. Um, then you got like Christian Watson, George Pickens, um, et cetera, et cetera. Who are you picking here?
1: So I think for here, when I was kind of looking at it before, I was saying the perfect situation for him is that Pickett falls this far. One, because of just the way his team is set up. We kind of talked about next year that if Pickett not playing a lot this year doesn't impact him t- too much, but he does only have two quarterbacks on the roster. So, but there's also another guy that's fallen on the board, Jameson Williams, that fits him too perfectly. Where Jameson Williams sits the first six oh. games of the season or even the whole season, that doesn't really bother Pick too much. So I think it's between those two for sure. I would go Pickett just because quarterbacks are such a scarcity as we saw in the this offseason with quarterback trades, they just retain so much value. Like even Sam Darnold just showed that he still has a, a modicum of value. Um you saw how much like a guy like even Jared Goff, like him throwing Jared Goff is the only way he was able to get that trade done for Russell Wilson. So to to improve your quarterback situation, you got to be able to throw something. And Kenny Pickett has some Jared Goff kind of Daniel Jones vibes where especially with the first round pick he's going to be playing for years. They, they have a lot of weapons there so he has a decent little upside he's not someone to get super excited about but i would probably go with Pickett here get your third quarterback and you just have that need tied down
0: yeah that's fair um i worry i think pittsburgh's gonna be really bad this year and i think if they are really bad and they're picking top five it could almost be like an arizona uh josh rosen kyler murray situation um where I don't think it's a lock he's playing for a long time. Now, he's a first-round quarterback, so he prob- probably will play a handful of years and get a start. But I just don't think Pittsburgh's going to be good. And if they're picking at the top of a quarterback-heavy draft, I think then that becomes a potential issue for Pickett next year.
1: Um, that could be. I think that's a valid Pickett point. Where'd Pickett start
0: of draft? Uh, eight,
1: eight, somewhere in the eighth round. I think the interesting counter to that, though, is with the way that pittsburgh's front office's position where they just hired a new gm it's very in the arizona situation was different because you had a new a brand new coach who had personnel input come in and say like get rosen out of here um whereas this you're gonna have the same gm so that gm would have to admit that he already had fucked up on picket and make another pick which would be dicey i think it's also unlikely no matter how bad they are they're gonna get hurt in Tommen. um but it's it's worth considering but yeah he went in the middle of the eighth round so guys who are the around.
0: quarterbacks around him
1: yeah so he the last the quarterback that went right before him is cousins so after him is like Jameis, david mills matt ryan Tannehill, daniel jones malik willis mariota
0: there you go and you comped him to daniel jones in redraft he is not he's not really getting drafted just because there's are i so can't like imagine yeah. So, yeah kind of uncertain that he's starting or not
1: all right so me at one seven or no page at one eight goes Pickett. that brings up one nine uh you have john where are you looking for this pick
2: well john probably is the guy who wants Pickett pick it the most he has lamar and that's it and so i know he's been pushing for a quarterback so much so he almost gave up kyle pitts and a first rounder uh to you for aaron Rodgers. um that was pretty uh that was pretty generous of you to, to rescind that trade pretty quick.
1: I still have not received that. a bouquet of flowers, a DoorDash lunch, anything yet. So I'm still waiting for my thank you. Yeah,
2: you better put your address in the chat. I think John might follow through, uh, at least send you some lunch or something. Um, all right, so Sky Moore is still on the board, and I've talked about how much I like him. Uh, and so I am taking Sky Moore here. Uh, I kind of forgot about Jamison Williams just probably because of that ACL injury. Um no, I'm gonna change my pick. I'm gonna go James Williams actually. I was gonna say James this
1: would yeah. be a pretty historic drop for James Williams. Yeah, yeah a lot I'm gonna would I'm say gonna, I'm that James James he's Williams. the best receiver if you take away you can't take away an ACL injury, but before right. that ATL injury, he was ahead of London.
2: Yep. And I think actually looking at John's team, he needs a quarterback. He's not gonna get one here and there's nobody to reach for. John might be in an all right boat to punt a little bit this season. Uh James Williams can help with that. Maybe try to trade Mike Evans because uh, he's still got Waddle, he still has Pitts, he still has Lamar. Those are three cornerstone players, I'd say, uh, who will be great for years to come. And so if he can punt the season a little bit, have Jameson Williams healthy next year, as well as get a top-five pick and get one of the quarterbacks next year, I think he's looking uh, pretty nice in 2023. It's never fun going into the year with that idea, uh, that in mind, but um, I don't know. What, what do you think about that, uh, looking at his team?
1: I'd agree on everything you said. It isn't fun to do, but sometimes you have to do it. He also, like somebody like Mike Evans could get him a first-round pick if he made that trade, especially if it was near the deadline and the team is really making a yeah. um, You also the I think the nice thing about Lamar's age is you don't need to trade him and do a complete rebuild. So just kind of see how the year goes. It's not impossible that he could be good too, especially if like Ramondre ends up taking over that job. So I think you just kind of stick the road. I love the Jameson Williams pick here for him. Then, um yeah, he'd have a really nice core going into next year.
2: So James, what who's who do you comp him to? He's a little smaller, but he's a burner. Um like is he as small, is he like Tyreek Hill small, or is he a little bigger than that? Is he more like uh Jalen Waddell? Um who's he comp to?
1: Yeah, it's 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 hard to comp anyone to Tyreek Hill just because the speed is just yeah so stupid. <laughs> like Tyreek of yep. the fastest people we've we've really ever seen. Um, he reminds me; he's a decent. Reminds me a decent. He's not as tall, obviously, but he reminds me a little bit of Justin Jefferson, where he can do all sorts of different stuff. He can run all sorts of different routes. I don't know if he has quite that ceiling, and you're going to see how much how much of the explosiveness he lost. But he could be really special.
2: Nice in redraft leagues, he's going in like the 13th, 14th round just because of the injury. Uh, but he still does get picked. Um, he kind of is a good basketball player when you win all your money in weeks 15 through 17. So a lot of teams will take him and then hope he comes uh, and it helps win money late in the year. Um, but uh, listening to a podcast, I listened to a podcast with the Lions beat writer, and they just said they're really going to take it easy with him. He, he even thinks when he does come back in like week six through nine, it might just be he's playing 30 to 50 percent of the snaps. They're happy with DJ chart, They're happy with uh, – Reynolds last year. They're obviously happy with Amon Ross and Brown. So he might, you know, the beat writer really didn't think they're going to push him at all this year. Uh, Just take it really easy with him.
1: Yeah. They almost should just redshirt him and just let him sit the entire year. But see what they do. Okay.
2: uh, You are on the clock now at pick 10. Uh, Jorgensen, (laughs) they've won a championship. They won the first ever uh, championship. uh, Made the playoff last year. Um, what do you see with their team? What direction do you think they should go here at this point?
1: Yeah, so they're an older team with the championship that you which that you noted. They've had a decent off-season quarterback-wise. That's probably in February they might have been a little nervous, but with the Jameis extension, with Geno Smith somehow probably going to be the starting quarterback in Seattle, and Mason Rudolph somehow might be the starting quarterback in Pittsburgh. They're- I don't buy that. The There's no – like. Never they're underestimate they're how bad how bad Rudolph is.
2: They cannot start it. They cannot
1: not, it. not sleep on how bad Mitch Trubisky is.
2: I get, it. Well, you're right. I mean, beat writers I mean, are saying that. Uh,
1: I, I think it is. I think it is the coaches asking the beat writers to light a flame under Trubisky would be my guess because Trubisky not someone that's going to get like motivated naturally. So love to with your team, it. the way the drafts spawn, receivers, your move here. Um, I go with your boy who you love, who you almost took last round. Yeah, like, yeah. Nick. You go Sky Moore. Got a, he's got a big a big ceiling. He's also young, which helps him with an older team that he could help him a lot this year, which if he's it seems like he still very much wants to be in contention this year. But if things don't work out this year, he has a nice asset moving forward.
2: I'm a huge uh, I'm a big fan more fan, just the, the people I listen to, the people I follow on Twitter, uh, I don't when they look at like dominator rating in college, when they look at age of breakout, um, I don't know, they're they're super high on him. And so uh I think his situation's incredible. I guess sounds like the talent is there. So um, I think this would be a nice pick at 110 for the Jorgensons, kind of maybe keep them trying to fight for another championship.
1: Yeah, I like it too. All right, so that takes us to 111. Jet Bear is back on the clock. Jet Bear at 1-6 took Olave. It took Olave? Yep. So yep. what are you doing with this one now that you've knocked down receiver? Ooh.
2: This is, I think, a tear break in the draft where now we're getting into um, I agree. guys who can still help you this year, but you're probably you're gonna have to hit more of a lottery ticket for them to help you, and you're banking more on potential. So, if we look at like a big board right now, um, quarterback wise, maybe Malik Willis enters the conversation only because of just the. Right, his his ability, his running ability makes him fantasy relevant if he ever starts. But that's he's a fifth round pick, that or fourth round pick. You don't know. Yeah, that could be few and far between. Running back wise, you're looking at right now Isaiah Spiller, Rashad White, Damian Pierce, um, maybe Tyler Algier, um, guys who could play this year. Um, fewer of them are on bad teams that could start, A few of them are on good teams where if the starting back running back gets hurt, they're out. Wide receiver, it's Christian Watson, it's George Pickens. Um, it's Jahan Dotson, who was the first round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm going to go here out of those names. I think Jet Bear has a team that could compete pick end in the first round. I'm going to go Damian Pierce here. Um, because I think he might end up being the starting back for a lot of the year in Houston. Uh, and he's having a good camp right now. So it might be a little bit of a reach, but thing, uh, yeah, starting running back um
1: yeah i like it
2: beneficial uh what do you know about pierce
1: he, he, he's kind of the michael carter of this year where he could be the guy that does that and well mark carter's dynasty value definitely took a hit with pretty tall a guy that's drafted in the fourth round but it's just in such a good position whereas last year their their only relevant back there was was tevin coleman so it was there was a huge opportunity to get on the field and i think pierce kind of fits that this year where he could be a surprising contributor this season um with that draft position you are nervous about what his long-term situation could look like but i like how he's profiled as a pass catcher so in a situation like michael carter if a uh, different back comes in who's going to take more of the early down work he still is going to have a role um and in a 14 team league where you got to start 28 running backs a, a third down back that that has a role has value so i, I like this pick he was the he one thing florida too
2: it could give uh the one reason why Jet Bear, Travis, might be hesitant is last year he took Sermon in about the same spot. And I'd say Trey Sermon um, probably had a little bit better outlook. Everybody thought he was going to be the starting sure. running back for Kyle Shanahan. And obviously that went south really quick. Um, so I don't know. I mean, these late round running backs are, are definitely, they might look like good opportunities, but you really never know. Uh, so, in Florida, he didn't get a lot of carries, but what he when he did get carries, they were a good one. So that's kind of the knock on him. Is in college, Florida didn't even lean on him heavy, which is concerns to people. But the thing is, is the carries he got, he was really good with them. And apparently, he's been good in camp, too. So we'll have to see on that one.
1: Yeah. Um, sermon, which is a good point, is that's the downside, taking these backs there. And that draft. So just one year after, when he was probably going like seventh and eighth round in startups last year, he went 20th round. Sermon did. Yeah, so it can, and guys there is like the guy that went right before him is Tyler Huntley. <laughs> Foreman was the pick after him. So you're like in true backup territory. So it's risky, higher risk, higher reward.
2: All right. You are up 112. fit. He picked first. He took Brees Hall. We talked about it. he has a pretty decent team for picking first. He just missed the playoffs last year, with, and then now two first rounders uh, could make a good push this year. Who else is pick taking? Uh, this year in the first round.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing for Fick to do for next year is to cut Ryan Fitzpatrick and change his team name to something a little more relevant because you don't get He already did early. step
2: one. He just did step one this morning.
1: Oh, did he? I missed it. Okay. Well, that's yep. big. That's big. Okay. So if I'm here, you you got the running back locked down. I'm probably hoping to go receiver, even though you're kind of in this position where there's a glut of, of um, running backs left. I probably just go Christian Watson. Um, you're you're between him and Pickens and Dotson probably. I think Watson has the highest ceiling. Ooh. There has been there's a graveyard full of these like big bodied guys that the Packers draft. Like Kwame St. Brown is one. Lazard's been pretty good. Where you think they're going to be great, and they just for whatever reason don't mesh with weirdo, uh, ayahuasca Aaron Rodgers. But I think you just take the the thing here. This is obviously going to be a very deep. A difficult pick for him morale wise with a taking a bison but that's the best player available did you know
2: that right now in redraft leagues that there is a different packers rookie receiver getting drafted ahead of christian watson
1: that romeo dubes guy
2: correct romeo dubes is all over training camp buzz right now watson's not even playing he's got some kind of injury already um and Romeo is was be- way better in college than Christian Watson. Watson obviously has the physical tools, and he has the uh, the passers took him in the second round. But I absolutely hate. I, like, I would not draft Watson in the first round. I would take, uh, I take other guys in front of him. But you're still high in the you're high in the pedigree and the draft, draft capital, option. I would guess.
1: Yeah. So he's going ten ten full rounds more in a redraft league because of the pedigree. I try not to get too much on camp. It's definitely a, a thing, but. I think that, which I respect, your passionate hatred of North Dakota State is blinding you because you didn't oh, like yeah. Watson. I remember talking about Watson while he was still in college. You didn't like him. So I think a little bit of that's there. But I think some of these things are a valid concern. But when you're sitting at 112, you can't be too picky.
2: Um, that is fair. You are up next at 113. I took James Cook for you uh, at 112. Yep. Um, and so you got your running back, I think. A receiver, uh, I will go with here for you. You traded Devonta Smith for Elijah Mitchell in the Hurts and Tyler deal. Um, and so you kind of lost a little receiver depth there. Um, I'm going to take I'm going to take Dotson here. Dotson should have gone before Watson. I think George Pickens should go before Watson. I think either would be okay here. Um, but Dotson is a – he got picked 17th, I think, overall in the actual NFL draft. And so I don't think there's any reason to take Watson over Dotson uh, because – all the arguments for Watson, draft capital. Um,
1: the, again, you're missing maybe right? more
2: size than Dotson, but Dotson's first round pick, productive in college. Uh, I would have taken him at one twelve, but you'll get him here at one thirteen. What's your take on Dotson?
1: I think it's fair when you. I think you're appraising the the draft prospect with those three, which I would agree on that on that uh-huh. analysis. The thing I think you're forgetting is those two guys are getting thrown to by Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett. And Carson Wentz, whereas the other guys getting thrown to by Aaron Rodgers, who just lost Devonta Adams. So the the opportunity on the field for Christian Watson this year is astronomically higher than for those for those other two. Um, but I, I do like I, I like Dodson. He's being he's of the first round pick receivers. He's getting almost no pub, which I kind of like. I think there's a lot of opportunity for that. Um, and in Washington, you have scary Terry Pate, but Curtis Samuel has been nothing. So I think that he's got a good opportunity to play. Um, and be a contributor
2: i agree with that i mean you you did say earlier in the podcast not to worry about opportunity and now you're now you're arguing about opportunity you're confusing me
1: opportunity is important when did i say it's not to not to worry about it
2: at the very beginning of the podcast i asked about the sky Moore stuff so sky Moore plays in kansas city he has patrick mahomes and you push back saying in dynasty i wouldn't worry too much about that
1: We'll have to revisit the tape and let the critics decide. I don't know if I have You don't
2: remember you saying that?
1: We'll we'll find out. The tape doesn't lie.
2: All right. Tape doesn't lie. Um, Dotson and Watson actually go kind of close to each other in uh, redraft leagues right now. I think Watson's falling because of the injury. Dotson still does go pretty late. You're right. He, and I think the issue with it is he got drafted 117, but he was projected to be a second or third rounder. And so it's not like yeah people were expecting him to be a first rounder, but Washington kind of reached and got their guy. And so I think that's probably also maybe what could be a concern for some fantasy owners is he didn't, have, you know, yeah, he wasn't a, a projected first round pick, even though he
0: had drafted there.
1: Yep. Okay. Um, so so Mr. Now, Relevant in the first time. round, Jet Bear is up again. Yep. Jet Bear up again. So this is, this is the pick that he acquired in that Tyler Lockett deal that we referenced earlier. So yep. at this point he has gotten, Pierce and Alave. So he's really in a position to take best available, best available. I think consensus right now with the way these last few picks has gone is George Pickens. I don't know if Travis wants to sign up to watch any Mitch Trubisky. I know that as (laughs) I recover myself, I don't don't know if I could stomach it, Um, but Pickens has been doing good in camp there. So then kind of your other, Option would be your shard white, or you could really get frisky and go Malik Willis. But as we talked about earlier, he, he's not as needy at quarterback. Um, so I, I probably, even though it, it would be difficult for him to have to watch Mitch Trubisky, I just go George Pickens. Uh, first round level talent, even though he was taken in the second round. Um, it's they just extended Deontay Johnson, which hurts probably a little bit, but they're gonna run a lot of three wide receiver sets. Um, he's got a lot of upside.
0: I like it. I, I pickens, I think five star recruit. Uh, really good in at Georgia when he was, I want to say a freshman. And then last year he had injuries. Uh, he has, I think he's some like character concerns on the field. Like, I think he just like taunts. He, he's kind of emotional, which a lot of like, I guess a lot of receivers can be. Um, but he has a high prospect pedigree. Uh, he's got the size, he's got the physical tools. I'm pretty high on Pickens. I think he might take Claypool spot, uh, as a second receiver there in Pittsburgh, so I really like this pick here. I would have taken him above Christian Watson, too, like I said.
1: Yeah, the interesting thing with – so in our mock here, he lands Pierce and Pickens with 11 and 14. It's very easy to see a scenario where he takes Pickens at 111 and sure. Pierce at 114. So I think if yeah. you're looking at getting those two guys, that would be a successful draft for him.
0: I'd agree. Um.
1: So then, yeah, so that means-
0: Who's Yeah, who are some best available, uh, you know, as we look second round? We won't go through all the second round at all, but who would be some guys – that uh, teams picking in the second round can kind of uh, expect um, and, and guys you kind of like in, in that round.
1: Yeah, so the quarterback conversation comes in almost every rookie draft I've had this year, they go back to back. Most of the time, Willis goes first, but in almost every single scenario, then there's the panic, someone trades up and takes Ritter. So you have Ritter yeah. and Willis and they're right in this this zone, this kind of early second round spot is where they're going. Um, especially if, when people have Tannehill, the whip, you can move up higher to get Willis in, in that in that sense. Um, yeah, got Algier there for Atlanta, um, Isaiah Spiller, who's been getting some good hype. Uh, Rashad yep. White is another one in that Michael Carter candidacy of the year, um, where you don't know if it's a Michael Carter or if it's um, a Trey Sermon or a comp to in his own backfield is Rashad Vaughn, who was in the same spot in his draft where people are taking him one eleven, two one, two two. And he's done nothing. But there's some of those backs. When you get beyond that, kind of the tight the only real tight end prospect of this draft is Trey McBride, which had the weird landing spot of going to the Cardinals. But he's he was drafted pretty high in the second round. So he's gonna get used. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where it's at.
0: Nice. I would say yep, quarterback wise, Willis Ritter might play this year. Uh so that's yep. high, good for him. Willis has a better fantasy outlook if he ever gets to play. Running back wise, Rashad White. I'd say the difference between him and Vaughn, Rashad White was like a receiver in college. He yep. almost, he's kind of like Antonio Gibson-esque. Yeah. Uh, incredible pass catcher. And we've seen what Brady can do with pass catchers, but the thing is Brady has to trust you on pass protection too. So if White can get there and kind of become James White-ish, but he also is bigger than James White. So he's not just a little pass catcher. If when Fernet goes out, Rashad White becomes probably a league winner. Like he's he's honestly probably a top 24 like pick uh for a redraft league. Um, if he's the number two guy in Tampa, and Fournette doesn't pan out. Same thing with Spiller and Eckler, right? If Eckler doesn't goes out, Spiller can catch the ball. He fits right in there, too. Um, yeah, Algier is a fifth-round pick, but he might just be the starter in Atlanta, especially if they want to use Cordero more as a receiver. Uh, So those would be your running backs. Some of the receivers you didn't hit on, Jalen Tolbert, we didn't talk about, but he is yeah. flying up draft boards right now after this James Washington injury. He's going to be the wide receiver, too, for probably the first five to six weeks in Dallas. Um, and they were the highest, they had the best offense last year in all of football. Um, and so, uh, wide receiver wise, it's him, it's Romeo dupes who we talked about. Um, I think those would be the two big receivers. Uh, are there any other receivers that I'm not thinking of who'd kind of be second round picks?
1: No, uh, we've touched them. David Bell, Alec Pierce, or some guys, John Metz, okay, yeah. one where now he's officially out for the season. So he's a that true red shirt this year but yeah so those kind of guys so the second round they're all pretty tight so it's it's an interesting round because there's one
0: more there's one more guy getting a lot of buzz do you know who that is for wide receiver Wandale? exactly Wandale robinson uh in, in new york uh he's had a lot of hype too so i think he could sneak into the back end of the second round maybe um and then you hit on the tight end trey mcbride maybe i think that's probably the only tight end prospect and so if you need a tight end mcbride would be um he's kind of like a Mike just not as athletic as like the Goddard's. Um, but he's also not just a big blocker either. He's kinda of, I kind of maybe of like Cole Komet. Um yeah. and, and so not a bad, not a bad back end tight end one if you if you need to get one in the second round. Um kind of where it sits. Perfect. Sweet. Well last thing here, um Derek Long created a game. I'm gonna quiz you a little bit here, and then we're going. It's called. Have you ever heard of two jargon, but two tr- It's kind of like two truths and a lie, but it's two jargons and a lie. Okay. All right. So he did a few prospects, and for these prospects, he looked up kind of how they were described uh, in various, whether it was on the athletic, on ESPN, etc. And he made one up, and you have to guess which one the made-up kind of description is. All right. So here, let me open this up here. All right. Uh, it says I need access. It's a Google Doc, and I don't have access. So I guess we're going to scrap that for right now. Maybe we'll yeah. have to do that on, on our draft recap, I guess.
1: Teaser for the next podcast. Well I done. I suppose. <laughs> All right.
0: All right, Paul, draft on Monday. Let's get this posted today. Let guys kind of prep with that. Um, I don't pick in the first round, but I look forward to seeing who everybody else takes. Sounds good. All right, man. Good talking to you. Yep, bye.